He got off scot free. There was more. There was more to the situation than just the, <laughs> the, the confidence level is just keep shot. going down. My God, right. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Hi. Welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Incapable. My name's Adam. I'm Lewis. How you doing today, Lewis? I'm fine. The week's been, like, really weird. I don't know. The kids have been nuts. Like, this whole week just felt insane. It was kind of like a shitty week, but I was like, oh, I guess I'm alive. That's cool. That's awesome. How are you? I'm good. It was a little bit of a weird week, work-wise. Everyone was pissing me off, but... Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. There's, there's this little bird couple building a nest right outside of my window in one of my dead ferns. Oh, so if no. there's if there's birds chirping, I, I don't know. I'm not going to be able to do anything about that. <laughs> they started building it a couple days ago and I really wanted to go move the fern. Mm-hmm. They're going to be so stressed out. Like it's going to get warm soon and I'm going to be on and off the patio Already, anytime I walk to the like the sliding door, they just piece the fuck out, <laughs> chill in this tree, and just angrily watch. I love that you're like stressing out bird parents. Like that's your, <laughs> like, that's your new brand, is stressing out parents. <laughs> just <laughs> you're gonna be outside of babies are us, just staring. Yes, it's gonna be you in a lab coat now, being like babies are scary, and then just like walk out. They're like, sir, you don't work here. <laughs> what I be in a lab coat? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I just imagine doctors doing wearing lab coats. This just sounds real. It just sounds real. Just, just telling Lewis, I don't have any articles for the week because the world is kind of shit and boring right now. Uh, there was, I mean, there was a few things about some of the new movies and, and shows coming out, like uh, Giant Little Ones. Yeah. It's like a another coming of age movie that looks pretty good. That's the one we talked about a couple episodes ago. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Good I job, Adam. Good job, Adam. Way to pay attention. <laughs> Thank you for listening when I speak. Um, <laughs> awesome. Great. Cool. Yeah. And that was it. Apocalypse Now. I didn't see that one. I think there's aliens or something like it's very like this weird concept of a show. I don't really know a whole lot about it, but it has uh, Tyler Posey. Oh, I did see this in my I didn't watch it, but I see I saw him pop up in my Instagram feed, like in the stories for this. Yeah. I don't know if there's queer characters, but they all seem to be pretty fluid with their sexuality. So what I'm hearing is, is Tyler Posey is gay baiting me again. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm hearing. OK, great. Cool. Tell me about your. What you were going to talk about. Oh, my God. My one article that I have this week that I finally contribute to this podcast. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> so I was browsing, perusing through either Facebook or Twitter. I don't remember what it was. But there's this new video game for all you gamers out there. G-A-Y-M-E-R-S. Hello. Uh, it's called The Tea Room. <laughs> and basically, from what I understand of it, it's like... You're in a bathroom, it's a men's bathroom, and you're trying to, you know, give blowies to dudes at the stalls, at the at the urinals. It's a weird concept. And you're, oh, because oh, you're avoiding cops, that's what you're doing, you're avoiding cops. Yeah. But the twist is, they might, the people that you're trying to make eye, eye contact with at the urinals might be cops too. And so you have to like, cops. so you have to like gauge like what their, gauge. what their interest is in the gaze. It's, I don't, it sounds wonky. It sounds insane. And then the thing is, it's not penises. The penises are like rifles. So you're blowing a rifle. 
<laughs> is anyone sold on this yet? I don't know if I am. I want to see. And the only reason why they're rifles is because it gets past uh, Twitch's like user yeah. friendly stuff. So you could still stream it. The new and I was like, what the fuck? So that sounds like a fun game um, for any of you interested. It's weird. I don't know. I just I just felt like it was really on brand for this podcast. So I brought it because usually <laughs> I talk about things like dildos and yeah, the world's best. Blowing whatever's. rifles in bathrooms. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's fine. It's cool. Oh, and I have ever Kardashian update. Oh, my God. I can speak words. So it was brought to my attention that uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kylie, Kylie Jenner is now one of the top billionaires in the world like self-made self-made yeah quote-unquote self-made billionaires kudos to her i guess for being young and rich i wish that was me oh yeah i am now just old and poor apparently that's a thing the internet's not happy with it of course they had a lot to say about yeah and 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 the issue with it is like the definition of being a self-made whatever is it doesn't mean you came from nothing it's just you got to be a billionaire without what am I trying to say? It doesn't take into uh, consideration startup money, basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's, she is the the richest of the Kardashians now, oh, hell even yeah. though it was really easy for them to build this empire because they were already famous. It's still, I mean, she did work her ass off. I guess she's got a lot of businesses. I don't know if it was real, but it had, but I had a tweet from Ray Jane and said, you're welcome. Yes. And I was like cackling. I was like, holy shit. So, yeah, so I don't know. I I applaud her for doing it, but, like, obviously she had that Kardashian name attached to her, so of course she was going to do semi-decent. But, yeah. I mean, she, kept, she keeps going with it, even though she, I guess she keeps stealing brands, but if that's your brand, what are you going to do, you know? Am I right, ladies? <laughs> you, you, use what you're given. That's <laughs> what you're given. So that's my Kardashian update of the week. <laughs> I really hope I really hope these Kardashians just keep happening every week so I can come back with it. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. It's my favorite thing. So actually, it was uh, Aja who said it to me. So thanks, girl. Just keep it. Just keeps keeps us going. <laughs> oh, I got queer children's books this weekend. That's what I was excited to talk about. Can you believe that I'm actually leading this episode today? This is really weird. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have yeah. thought I'd be doing this? The first one was brought to my attention from one of my friends. It's called The Knight and the Prince. It starts off with the prince. He, his parents are like, it's time for you to get married. And he's like, okay, cool. So they like throw a ball and then like he meets all these princesses and they're like, all oh, the princesses were swooning, but it wasn't long until he realized that he sang to a different tune. <laughs> and God. I was like, I love that for him. Mm-hmm. Love that. Who's it by? So, uh, that's a good question. I don't know things. I will, I will put it on the Twitter. I will link you to the Amazon. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So it's a cute book. He ends up like going into battle against the dragon and then they like take it down together and he like falls into his arms and it's, they fall in love. It's really cute. It's a short story. It's really adorable. We have a little girl that's obsessed with prince and princesses and she's about to get her whole world destroyed. <laughs> I am excited about it. Take her down a peg. And then the second one I got is called Julian, Julian is a mermaid. It won the Stonewall Book Award. It's by Jessica Love. Um, it's basically this little boy is like, um, he, he loves mermaids and he goes on a train and he sees like, I'm guessing they're drag queens is what I'm comprehending from the beginning part of it. And he's like, 
He's like, Abuela, look, mermaids. And he's like, I know. She's like, I know, I know. And then he goes home and he dress. He ends up like dressing up like them. He like takes a plant and puts it in his hair. He pulls out <laughs> a curtain and makes like a dress. And he like struts around in the mirror. And then his grandma finds him. And you think it's going to, he goes, oh no. And then you think like he's going to get in trouble. But she ends up taking him back on the train and then they go somewhere to like a festival or a party or maybe that's like the gayborhood. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of like people in drag in drag, I guess, is what's supposed to be implied. Like it's a bunch of drag queens like out partying in the streets and like living up their best lives. Aww. And then he, he gets to wear the outfit and they all go together. It's really cute. And it's a really beautiful book. Like it's really pretty. And it's also people of color. So I was like, hell yeah, double whammy. So I'm just going to ruin all my children's views on Monday about their straight lives. We love to ruin children's lives. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I can't wait for them to like name us as the characters because I know like our other guy coworker is gonna be one of the princes and I'm gonna be who we are. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited. They like they like still can't they can't like put a gender on me, which is like the funniest thing. <laughs> like like we like I remember when they were younger. I, I'm sure if I asked them now they would say I was a boy, but when we were when they were younger, this one little girl, she was like uh, our coworker asked her, she's like, oh, what am I? And she's like, oh, a girl. He's like, okay, what's what's he? A boy. And then they got to me and they're like, what is he? And he goes, that's Lewis. And I was like, <laughs> I love that. I fucking love that. It's Lewis. <laughs> that's Lewis. <laughs> so I that's don't hilarious. have a gender. I just am. I just am a being. I'm here. Well, it sounds like uh, a cute little book about confidence for the children. Oh, wow. I had a, I had a feeling that segue was coming. Here it goes. <laughs> How confident were you with that segue? So confident. <laughs> <laughs> All right, confidence. Who's, who's got it? Who wants it? <laughs> I do. Not you, not you clearly. <laughs> not, not me, bitch. <laughs> Let's start with the difference between oh, being a confident person and just being a dick. <laughs> like yeah. Being arrogant. I'm both. Mm-hmm. Very, very much so. I'm <laughs> both. I wouldn't describe you as arrogant. I see, I was thinking about it and I was like, I think I am confident in ways, but I think the one, the time my arrogance comes out is at work. Mm, fair. Like I told, like I told you guys, like I really see me and my team as like top tier. Yeah. And then when somebody else does something that's really cool, it's mm-hmm. hard for me to be like admit defeat and be like, yeah, that was great. I yeah. I guess that. that was okay. Yeah, I guess it was fine. I mean, but like we could do better. So then, so then we like sit down and I'm like, how are we going to tear that down? <laughs> I want them to forget that ever happened. So I think that's where I get arrogant is, mm-hmm. is especially work and stuff like that's where I get arrogant. And I told like, I like to, I like to see myself as funny. So like when I'm not seen as funny, I guess that's where my arrogance. I'm like, well, whatever. You don't understand humor. I guess whatever. It's cool. Yeah. Confidence in the workplace is, is an interesting conversation because we've, we have a coworker that. It's not that he thinks he's the shit or anything, but he definitely sees himself as a very valuable member of the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's not average at best. <laughs> I'm also very arrogant and cocky at work mm-hmm. as an employee. Mm-hmm. I am. I do a good job. I'm on top of my shit and I'm on top of everyone else's shit, too. I'm a busybody. I just like to control <laughs> things. It's fine. Um, it's really Interesting, though, when when people don't see eye to eye on that. So the job here I had where my director tried to cut my salary, mm. that was a, you know, a position where I felt very confident in and that I was doing a very good job. And she did not. She thought that I was doing the opposite <laughs> of that. <laughs> interviews, I'm terrible at. I'm a confident person in general, but I just fall apart in interviews. I mean, it's not I guess I don't fall apart. I just I'm not I don't show I don't shine. 
That's yeah. the words I'm looking for. There's no sparkle. Okay. I'm just an, I'm just a person <laughs> in the room. <laughs> so you're like, so you're a designer. I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Been at I it agree. for a while. Agree. And you were hiring. And they're like, and you're, <laughs> and you could leave. They're like, not you. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes our interview. Thank you for confirming these details. We'll get in touch. I mean, it doesn't matter Jesus. how hard I prepare for an interview. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of I I can fucking get on stage. I can sing karaoke. I can use. I can be in front of a crowd. But well, one on one is like really hard sometimes to do. I'm not, of course, to be the total opposite of you. Uh, I I love interviews. Like, I love that shit. Like, when we, even just sitting here, like, this is kind of like an interview, like, you and I talking. I love that shit. Like, I fucking love when people ask me questions. Like, I just love chatting. Like I said, I'm cocky at my job, so I'm like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to go in there, I need to, my biggest, I have this written down, too, is fake, fake it till you make it. Right. I may not be the best or I may not be better than X, Y or Z behind me. But let me mm-hmm. tell you, I'm going to pretend and I'm going <laughs> to fucking put on a whole show for you. And you're going to think I'm the best. I really haven't had that many interviews in the last. I've been at this job for maybe two years soon. Mm-hmm. Didn't interview for the job before that. I didn't interview for the job before that. It's been, yeah. So I've really <laughs> only had like one actual interview. I'm really bad at interviews. I've only had one. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, the agency that I moved to Atlanta for. I started as a freelancer, so yeah. there really wasn't much of an interview. A lot of times it's, it's just based on your portfolio. They see your work mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, let's, you know, do this project. And if it goes well, we'll continue from there. Yeah. It's not as much of uh, the interview process. The last agency I worked at, my friend Paloma, you know, worked there and I just started working. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm just here. I just showed up and they yeah. kept me. I was like, hi, or y'all need hi. some help. <laughs> hi, I'm not leaving. <laughs> just drop her off at work and sit down in the chair. <laughs> this laptop looks free. Where are my crayons? But it, it is really frustrating when you've got someone that's really confident as a coworker and you're like, no, you're awful. And it's really frustrating to me that you think that you're doing a good job. <laughs> I don't know, how, do, how do you address that with someone? It's like, actually, you suck, and I need you to do better. Well, the way we've had to deal with it is like, hey, I love that technique you're using or doing. So great. I see you're really attached to it. But uh, would you? what if we tried this instead? Because it seems like that's not working in X or Y situation. <laughs> what if we modified that and tried it this way? And then we can try yours again later if it doesn't, you know? We'll just, we'll play with it. We'll play with it. It's cool. I love what you're doing, but let's just modify it and do something completely different. <laughs> but, but like, it sounds nice when I say it. And yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, maybe. Let's try that. I'm like, okay, great. Uh, go sit down somewhere else. Please leave this classroom. Bye. Did you ever have a professor that just, like, destroyed students' confidence? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> she, she tried to attack me all the time. Oh, God. Because I was the only, like, dude in the room, and she would pick on me. And her and I, like, we became friends, like, very mm-hmm. quickly after that when she when she was like, oh, but what about this? And I would like, fire back at her, like, real, real hot. Mm-hmm. And so her and I, like, we always had this, like, unwritten, like, sass master <laughs> friendship. So we would just always have that. But she could, like, tear anyone down. And, I and like, I hated her, but I loved her so much. And I feel like that's... That really influenced me <laughs> going mm-hmm. through teaching. Mm-hmm. I was like, who's going to try me? I dare you. I had a professor, a photography professor. I may have talked about him before. I don't I don't remember. That would just like rip people's prints in half. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> taking the photos and everything and taking the film out and developing it. 
and then having to actually go through and adjust all of the exposures and it's a long process and to get a print that you're actually proud of and then to put it up on the, the board in the classroom and him just like take it down and rip it in half. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. I was talking to a friend because uh, they were talking about this girl got hired somewhere at Yelp. It was at Yelp. Mm. And then I guess they had another friend that worked at Yelp and I guess they like bring your team in and they sit you down. And since all the calls are recorded, mm-hmm. the like person leading the meeting or whatever literally takes your worst phone call, makes everyone in the room listen to it. And then everyone has to judge it and critique it. And how would you do better? Wow. In front of everyone. That would be horrible. <laughs> I would really fucking hate that. Goodbye confidence. <laughs> Have you ever worked at a call center? No, I've only I've only worked with children, but I hear it's awful. I yeah. for some reason I have a dream of working retail. Everyone's like, "You're so fucking weird," but I was like, "I feel like I'd excel at it, though." It, it can be thing. fun. Yeah, I worked yeah. in retail for a little while. It can be fun. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it really depends on like where it is, like yeah. who my team would be. Like, I'm pretty easy to get along with, even though I act like I'm not. Mm-hmm. I that's like my dream is to like do retail one day, just like part time. As long as you're not relying on it as your sole source of income, I think it can be fun. Yeah. When that is your your career and you like, I have to pay rent with this money. Yeah. It's it you no know, things lose fun when it's like I have to do this. That's like anything to be honest. Right. I worked for a grocery delivery company for a while, and I hated the driving part, but it was kind of fun because it was a side job and it was just for extra money. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then I exhausted myself on buying groceries, and that's why I have them delivered. Now, see, this really explains <laughs> all of you right now. I feel like the deeper we get into this podcast, <laughs> I, like, learn more that you're, like, don't, like, let up right away. And we just, like, really get into the core. I have reasons for that, the way that I am. <laughs> it's just a process to <laughs> It's just a process of getting to those reasons and like. I just hate buying groceries. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just really traumatized from delivering groceries every day. I'm just like cool. really hoping that one day I'm making enough money to just have like a house husband and I don't have to do anything chore wise. I, I was just having this conversation. I literally want one of these projects to take off. Any any one of the like three to five I'm in right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's just please somebody. Somebody. Give me money. And then and then I and then the thing is like I don't want to quit working because I for me it seems like that's not the way to go. Like I wanted I want to do like a part I would do a part-time job for sure. That's what I that's that's my goal. That that's how confident I am in my projects, guys. So confident, please help. <laughs> please pick pick us up, somebody. Sorry, I got really distracted. One of the birds just like flew right in front of my window. I love this bird update we're going to have every week. I'll do Kardashians, (laughs) you do birds. (laughs) I want to go back to the idea of interviewing a little bit, but not like interviewing in the workplace, like going on dates. It's basically an interview. It's an interview process. Are you going to measure up to my standards? Probably not. But that's okay. We can work on that. (laughs) I love a project. (laughs) I love that idea that you're doing right now. But what if we, what if you did this? Are you, are you good at first dates? Yeah. Oh yeah, you are. I feel like I am. You are. And then it's the, you know, third date where they're like, oh, they're like, oh, God, I think I'm decent on a first. Well, OK, so there's definitely two sides of it. I'm pretty decent on a first date just as far as conversation. And I, I ask a lot of questions because I, I know my strengths. I don't interview well, so I ask the questions. <laughs> I'm the interviewer. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I have been told that I shocker come off a little cold. Mm. I, I do enjoy dates and uh you know getting to know someone i am an awful i'm awful at first dates i'm really bad at it um because i then i think i have to switch the roles i have to be the one interviewed 
Like, I love talking about myself, obviously, because I just love myself so much. So confident. Um, so confident. But I also have this little thing called anxiety. So, like, I'm already, like, freaking out. So I'm already, like, I don't know you. I'm freaking out. We're in a place I most likely did not choose. And I'm sitting there <laughs> in a whole... Everything is not in my control. Right. So I'm losing it. I just... I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, like, not confident in that realm. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I think, I think like, everyone says that... It's nowadays we date via our phones. Like, it's right. most likely an app. Nine times out of ten, it's an app. So I'm really confident behind text because I have a minute to think about it. Right. But that I don't have that minute in real life, even though that minute is like literally an extra twenty seconds. Like yeah. I need I need that twenty seconds to like be witty, you like be your charming. Buffer. Yeah, I need that because I'm not always on like I am for this or any of the projects. Like, or and I still like really know you before I can like just do the quick wit like that. If not, because I like I don't know what you're gonna laugh at. I don't know what you're gonna like. I don't know what you're not gonna like. So I'm like I get real unco- I'm real unconfident real quick. Yeah. Like when I like someone, that is the least confident I ever am. And it's mm. scary because I catch myself mm-hmm. and I, and like, I like you start spiraling. I can, yeah. I can text my best friend. I'm like, I don't know. I, th- I think I said something stupid. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a little, 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 she's like, will you calm down? Like, Katie, it's Katie. Duh. And she's like, will you stop? And I was like, no, I can't. So like, those are the moments I second guess myself mm-hmm. is like fr- friendship wise. I really don't give a shit. Like I'm very confident in that. Like I'm yeah. confident I can make friends. I can do that shit. But like dating is the one area I'm not confident in. And I think that's it. Cause like that involves emotions. I don't have those. I don't know how to be a real person. It's hard. I just don't know how to connect with people. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I like, it's weird to like say I have to like be myself and like show those things to you that mm-hmm. I like that you don't necessarily want people to see. So I'm like, ah, do we really have to do that? Right. So like, so like, and the thing is, like, I'd rather you call me out on it and like figure it out than me having to say it out loud. Just having like, well, you said it, you figured it out. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confident in your deduction skills. <laughs> We're gonna beat the word confident to death in this episode. Hell yeah! I gotta gotta keep on topic, or I'm gonna or I'm gonna be gone. Have you ever just been like fully confident in yourself and something, and then you got into the situation, it just completely fell apart? Like unraveled in your hands. No. It doesn't have to be an argument either. Just like no, I no because I don't I don't let that happen. This is <laughs> even even if I am wrong, I right. will not admit defeat. I'm those memes that are like, I will not give up. Like I will turn it around and we'll either end up in a <laughs> fierier argument or we're gonna end up in a whole different conversation. Yeah, you create a new free. argument, and I am scot free. <laughs> uh, one of my a guy I was dating once was, um, I mean, I was in his email, whatever. And he had been messaging Craigslist, Craigslist guys and like arranging hookups and whatever, like the sketchy side of Craigslist, yeah. not just the personals, like the, the deeper side. And I had this, you know, I had all of the receipts. I had the screenshots of the conversations, whatever, and finally mm-hmm. confronted him, felt good about the situation, confident in my approach. And, <laughs> you know, it started the conversation, whatever. And of course, he was denying everything like one right after the other. And I was like, then how do you explain this? And just like showed him the screenshot of one of the emails. He was like, I didn't write that. And I looked at my phone and it was fully the wrong email. It was not one of the emails that he, he had actually sent. Um, I don't, I don't, I wish I could even remember what it ended up. It was not one of the ones where he had. You're like, hold on, let me scroll over a little bit. What about this one? But it was it was too late. Like it fell apart from there. So that was that was fun for me. (laughs) 
I love that you gave up so quickly. I mean, I, I already am the idiot in that situation. <laughs> it's, it's hard to find your footing. <laughs> See, Adam, the thing is, even if you do feel like the idiot, you can't give off that you feel like the idiot. You have to make them look like the idiot. I mean, I felt like an idiot no matter what, because he was running around on me. So and I still wanted to wow. make it work. <laughs> OK, never mind. You're the idiot. Yeah. I mean, the, Scott, yeah. he got off scot-free. There was more. There was more to the situation. Than just the, <laughs> the, the, the confidence botched, level the is just keep going down. My God. <laughs> what a ride. I feel like the, these last few episodes have just been a ride into your life. My God. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty decent at just at least feigning <laughs> confidence. I was going to say. Have you have you always been that way, though, or has it been something you've had to learn or do? It really is a weird topic or concept because I'm I'm a very confident person and I, I think I come across confidently. But I have so many uh, issues <laughs> with self-image. <Wow. laughs> I mean, I've got a lot of self-doubts, whatever. It's a weird thing to, to think about side by side that you can come across so confidently and still be <laughs> falling apart internally. And having a full meltdown. <laughs> I've definitely become more comfortable in in a lot of aspects of life. I was a horrible public speaker when I was younger. And I mean, that's gotten better. I mean, obviously, I haven't been the most confident person ever. Uh, I think like having to go like having to be a teacher is like one of the big things. Like you really have to have confidence in what the fuck you're doing. So yeah. I mean, like my my job has really taught me a lot because you literally have to make some pretty hard decisions daily, whether mm-hmm. it's curriculum, what to do with a child, how to discipline children, how to talk to children. And then even the people that you deal with every day, like it's been, it's been a lot. And I've, and I've always been in like a field that involves children. Right. I was a nanny for a bit. I was doing student teaching a lot. I was doing subbing jobs. Then I had these jobs. So I've always had to deal with being confident and like saying things in a, in a manner that I'm like, okay, Hey, I need you to do this. And it's imperative. Um, so job wise, that really just fucking threw me over the edge. Um, I think what made me confident people personal wise, I guess, that's a hard one, too. It's like, I don't know. I remember I always think of when I was in grade school and I would wear these like crazy outfits. They were mm-hmm. they were, quote unquote, urban. <laughs> so it was like echo shirts and like pat the like patch color jeans. So like everyone was like, Oh my god, love that, love this mixing. And then like as I got into high school, I everything was like packs on, so we were all like in Vulcan and mm-hmm. whatever the fuck, Hurley. So like I would mix and match things and people were like, Oh my god, love these outfits. So I felt like, hey, I can put this on, I can express myself and people will, you know, like me. Yeah. And then just like these past few adult years, like I've gone through so much with like my family, my friends, like all of this stuff, dating, like dating finally became a thing. And I was like, ah, I hate it. But like, I have to say like all these negative things that have happened to me have Mm -hmm. made me more confident because like, I want to get better. I want to do better. So I'm like, if you don't like me for what I am, like what I have to do to survive or who I want to be, then toodles noodles, which (laughs) I mean, which like, which like literally goes back to just me buying the like queer children's books. I'm like, will somebody have a problem with it at school? I don't care because I want to be like represented here. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like I, and that's another thing. Like I want to be represented where whatever I do, wherever I am, like here is me, hear me roar. Like that's, I have to be confident in that. If I want, if I want to be taken seriously, I need to be confident. Thinking about uh, just the gay community in general. When I started going, going out and into the gay community, I, I wasn't, I wasn't very confident in just gay, <laughs> gay life. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, I mean, you're talking about representation wherever you are. It it was something. I mean, we we've talked about coming out in the workplace, and we've talked about so many different um, aspects of of growing up and. That I mean, that was definitely something that I had to grow into or or develop, I guess. I mean, just thinking about going to the to the gay club for the first time when I was younger, that was such a like nerve wracking experience for me because mm-hmm. it was exciting. I was nervous. And, you know, there's so many gay people and they're all just dancing and drinking and having fun. And so com- well, at least appear to be comfortable with themselves. Well, and see, and that's the joke. No, nobody in that club is happy. Right. With themselves. <laughs> and you, you don't learn that because like you said like the first time you're going you're like holy shit and i remember going to my first time too it was on a pride it was at pride and my mm. first ever pride on top of it and then i like go in there and i was like what is this life and then i ended up like <laughs> making out with somebody in the corner that was cool. <laughs> you just um, dove right in just like just went right in and i was like okay this is cool this is awesome and i remember like it was terrible like it was scary it's terrifying like being gay is scary like coming out to anything like we, t- we talked about coming out in the workplace just coming out we had talked about coming out in real in like life life it's it's a scary moment to do mm-hmm. like you you have to be confident in that then or like somewhat even if your voice like it's always that what's that quote like even if your voice is shaking say what you want to say mm-hmm. and like that's and that's a thing like mm-hmm. and then i feel like after that moment after you do have that moment even if you're terrified yeah. Like your confidence level will skyrocket up because you did it once. You could do it again. That's true. I mean, every time you do something, I mean, you hopefully are going to get a little bit more confident with it every time. <laughs> hopefully. I mean, that's why rehearsing and practice. <laughs> Sorry, it made me think about something <laughs> completely unraveled in front of a group of people. Rehearsing and practicing. That's going to make you more confident with every time. So I used to I wanted to pursue music when I was younger. And so I played the guitar. I used to perform at coffee shops, wrote a lot of music. And I had a friend that we would do auditions and and perform together. And I remember in this one audition that we went to, uh, my dad drove us there and we were supposed to prepare a 30 seconds of a song. I had to sing an acapella and then a monologue. And I, <laughs> I got up there to sing Come Fly With Me, got like three words in and just was staring blankly at everyone. <laughs> I know that fucking song. I sang it all the time. And I had the Michael Buble version in my head. The lyrics just completely fucking left my head. <laughs> I was just mortified. And I just like <laughs> walked off and Cried didn't even the stage. Yeah. They were like, well, uh, you can you can still do the monologue part. I was like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> nope, I'm done. I fucked up. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm just going to go stand in the back of the room. The only thing I can think of is like relating to that was. Have you ever do like group projects in school yeah. and like you're ready, your other teammates ready, but then there's always the one that's not ready and you have to like recover. Oh yeah. And you, and then you, that's the moment you have to be like, okay, yeah, I am confident in this, in this subject. Yeah. Let me sit here and take it over and talk about it. Here I go. Like those moments are so scary. Yeah. That's a good, uh, good one to bring up. That happened a lot. A lot. A <laughs> like lot. in school and college. That's actually, that's, I have a moment. Now that you say, now that we're talking mm-hmm. about it, there was this moment we had to do a group project and it was in college and it was like something about the city. We like went somewhere and had to talk about it. And then I did my part. This other girl haphazardly did hers. And then one girl just <laughs> couldn't figure out how to use a PowerPoint. Fair. And there was just so much happening. And I did like, I went to my teacher and I had to be like, Hey, this is going to be a shit show. Right. I don't want my grade to be affected by this. I've done all I can. If you mm-hmm. want email correspondence, I will print them out for you. I was like, I cannot work like this. Here is my part. 
I if you want me to finish the rest of the project, I can try. Right. But I do not want to be part of this narrative. And so then <laughs> this, this will not be my narrative. This will not be my story. I will not go down like this. <laughs> so so she she literally was like, she's like, no, those girls are dumb. That's fine. Wow. We'll we'll we'll, we'll grade your half as the whole, and then I ended up being an A. So nice. There you go, kids. Call out the weakest links. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is. Be the snitch. Let it let it out. I was going to say, and if you don't know who the weakest link is, it's you. Yep. <laughs> you're like, wow, everyone's doing so great. You're like, yeah, because you're not. <laughs> also, I think the thing that self, that like takes the thing between confidence and arrogance, BT dubs, mm-hmm. is stay humble. Like, be humble <laughs> about it. Yeah. I know I said at work, I'm bad. I've gotten better. I've yeah. gotten a lot better at being like, I loved what you did. I wish I had thought of it, but it's so good. So good. Love the praise you're getting, and I'm not. It's really hard. A confident person doesn't have to tear other people down. Yeah. Like, you you want to lift other people up, and that can be hard to yeah. do. But yeah. if when you're, like, a really confident in what you've done, you're not threatened by other yeah. people. Yeah. And so you're just like, all right, well... Let me help you with what you're doing. <laughs> I love that approach. Right. But can we add there to it? Uh, it's not just uh, the queer community. It's it's an no, you know it's everything. with everyone, but it is very prevalent in the queer community with just tearing each other down, yeah. and this at least illusion of confidence. I mean, I, I think it's encouraged for especially like gay guys specifically to be sassy, but too many of them are just cunty. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, you're like so. Uh, the word shade and tea and yeah. all of that shit is so heavily promoted and like seen as like a positive thing because it's seen as a sense of humor. But like yeah. sometimes it's not. Like you're being mean. You're being a mean girl. Yeah. And that's and that's and there's. I mean, there is a fine line between being funny and that. Obviously, like I'm not saying we shouldn't be like right. ooh shade ooh tea like whatever. I don't. I don't care what. But just don't be a fucking bitch about it because there because there will be somebody that'll call you out on it eventually and you're going to look dumb. Right. Like you said, like, if you're good at what you do, you don't care. I mean, you care about what other people are doing, but you don't care that they're getting attention. Right. And it's I think like I've learned, especially like you and I came from the streaming community. Like I learned that pretty quickly. It was like you can't succeed unless you have friends. You can't yeah. succeed unless you have support your other friends, because how will you get how will you get a following? How will you want anybody to look at you or your projects or whatever? Yeah. Like that's a huge thing. And that's what bothers me right now in the big, in the streaming like media community is like, there's all these streamers and they're not great. They're not, they're not nice. They're not, they are just not nice. And they tear people down. But in, but because it's shade and tea and just so funny, the drama wig mom, (laughs) uh, (laughs) That's that's how I speak in life. That's that's my gay lingo, all in one sentence. But like that, like there's those people that are like quote unquote getting the views because everyone sees them as like that stereotype, and I'm just like, that's what bothers me. That's what bothers me. Like I'm tired of like the queer streamers being mm-hmm. seen as this like brand of stereotypes, and the fact that people feed into it and like want to be that just so they can get exposure mm-hmm. bother- bothers me. But I mean, but even but even if even if you go into the the little streamer Discord, like the streamer uh, channels, you can see people like pandering. I hate pandering. Like, don't mm-hmm. pander. I do hate not, pandering. Do not pander. 
I want you to do it on your own. If you feel like you need to pander see an idea, make it your own. Do not copy it. Yeah. Cause like, cause like every episode I end with be yourself, love yourself. Cause that's when you're going to be the most confident is when you are being yourself and being authentic. That is when you are your most confident. Yeah. That was all of my thoughts. I don't think I have anything else. Uh, same. Great. Done. All right. I'm going to wrap it up bye. there then. <laughs> all right. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Perfectly Incapable. Remember to follow us on social this media. This is new outro. Listen, I'm hot. I can't think right. Capable. My mind is fucked today. You guys. All right. You, you can, can follow, follow us. us on. Yes, on social media, Instagram, Facebook, at Perfectly Incapable Podcast. At Perfect Podcast. There it is. For the Twitter. Oh, geez, I threw a pen. And then wherever you guys are listening, please remember to follow us, subscribe, give us a rating. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Oh, that's a really good one. <laughs>